Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. And welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson. And today we continue our 52-year journey through film. We've done the 70s. We've reached halfway through the 80s. And it brings us to 1986 today. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Glad to be back. Uh, another another week, another movie. Another week, another movie. Uh, and 1986 this week. And... Uh, for some options, but one one stood above the others in terms of I'd never seen it, and it had a certain degree of iconicism, and it was like, I just got to get around to it. We're talking aliens. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd heard sev- I've heard many a thing about Alien and Aliens and the whole Alien franchise, and frankly, it was really confusing for a while. I didn't uh, realize that Aliens was actually the sequel to Alien. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I had zero idea even going through this entire movie knowing that it was a sequel. I thought that this was I don't know, I thought this was the original piece until you told me like, "No, nah, this is the sequel." So I mean, I just learned Oh, just that's what's, now. that's what's so incredible about it. And that's that's one of the things they do so well is that like <laughs> it's an entirely standalone story that does well on its own two feet without having a prequel. But uh let's uh let's lay the groundwork for the people, Aliens. Released on July 18th, 1986, written by uh, James Cameron uh, and uh, David Geiler with a story by Walter Hill based on characters created by Dan O'Bannon and directed by James Cameron. Uh, this, is, uh, this is our second James Cameron uh, in three weeks with uh, Terminator a couple weeks back and now here, uh, Aliens. And it certainly had that that James Cameron touch. You can tell at points that this is made by the same guy who made Terminator, which I, and Oh yeah. I just love that. Mhm. Yeah, he he has a a definite I don't want to say vibe, but like a there's a certain there's a certain vibe. Like you yeah. you are right. Like I mean uh It's like Michael Bay. You know whenever you sign up for a Michael Bay movie, you know you're going in for explosions and as much action as you want. Right. It's kind of like you you know the vibe of the director and, and James Cameron is he has his own vibe. He has his it's, own vibe to be sure, and uh, especially when he's in the sci fi realm. I mean he's he's obviously branched out and done shit like Titanic, one of the highest grossing movies of all time, um, which is I would quite confidently say nothing like uh, Aliens or the Terminator. <laughs> um, but uh, even, even then you got you, he has a distinct style, and there's something about his distinct style that is incredibly corny. Uh, mm. Which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing when it comes to James Cameron necessarily. It's just kind of like another thing that comes with that's a part of the deal. And uh, this movie, to a far lesser degree than the Terminator, uh, but it still it still had some corniness to it. Oh uh, yeah, at points, but good corniness in this, like in this case, like it's it's not like bad corny. 
It's, it's like, like Star Wars corny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like acceptable. Like, you, I don't know. It's, it is weird. Every time we've, you know, talked about James Cameron, I mean, just in the Terminator, we've, we talked about this as well, like the corniness and like how, you know, some, it's pretty easily predictable at points, you know, but like it doesn't matter because like that's what the story is, you know, that's what you want it to be. That's like you see everything you want fulfilled and everything. And exactly. Like just more wholesome feel good you know at the end of the movie you do regardless of how hard it was to get there because there are several moments in this movie where i was like they're gonna die all of them they're fucked yeah this is they, it whew. i mean it was it was one sticky situation after the other that's i mean it was just not a fun time it what was they had to do. <laughs> not and frankly sigourney weaver as uh as ripley ellen ripley here one of my one of my favorite protagonists in uh in a while and the fact that we have a uh, we've gotten these two uh characters in the last uh last couple weeks with uh with Ellen Ripley here and uh the terminator's uh protagonist in uh Linda Hamilton uh Sarah Connor mm. like the powerful woman protagonist who's who's here to serve and protect and obviously Sarah Connor wasn't quite there throughout the movie uh in the terminator but she gets there at by the end you know and mm -hmm. sigourney weaver she's a badass through and through from beginning to end here uh as ripley she uh, kills it like she she earns everyone's respect like so quickly i guess not bit. the not the beginning with the board members whatever i'm the beginning that, like, that was infuriating out, like, like guys she's the only one who's had an encounter with these aliens would you please listen to her for the love of God. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's like the don't look up concept. You know, it's like, here's some people that are telling you one thing for certain is going to happen, but you're just going to say, no, I'd rather not believe that's real. You're crazy, you know? Right. So it's like, you know, it's more comforting to think that way, but, you know. You know to be sure. Dangerous way of thinking. But uh, it was also, uh, <laughs> it was also our second, uh, second encounter in three weeks with Michael Bean, who was, uh, he hmm. was John, uh, he was, uh, the father to Sarah Connor's baby in Terminator. And here he is Corporal Hicks again, the love interest to the, to the female protagonist. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was another interesting one. And I think we've got a, a front runner for biggest simp of the eighties, <laughs> uh, in Michael Bean. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, there was he like him i recognized him immediately like you know coming off the terminator that was pretty easy like oh same dude yeah but kyle Reed. burke burke what is he in i got it stranger things oh my god thank you because whenever i'm looking it up all i saw was his lord of the rings stuff and i'm like mm -hmm. no that's not it like i know he's in lord of the rings but that like that it's not it thank nope. you thinking of him as the doctor yes. in stranger things yes oh my god thank you no, because oh. I immediately was like, I was Leo DiCaprio in the meme, <laughs> pointing at the screen and shit. Like, I was like, that's that's the guy. That's the guy from Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> oh, now I can sleep. Thank <laughs> God. Like, I, oh my God, I was trying to figure it out forever. But at least, you know, okay, Stranger Things, he's not like the narc that he is right. here. Yeah. You know? like what a narc. Like, dude, what a, he was a fucking ass. God and damn. there's a, and I mean, like, there's another very anti anti-corporate streak that this movie has uh and that james cameron has had and had in the terminator as we just saw a couple weeks back i mean 
it sees the dangers of a uh, colonialism in terms of like uh, other planets. Uh, and I'm One assuming it can be forms. kind of applied to other other aspects in terms of oh, its yeah. being our military and us invading a place <laughs> that doesn't really want to be invaded. So the people are the or the uh, the aliens are are stopping it from happening. And, you know, uh, like Burke even says, he's like, who's like, is it really for like us to decide if we wipe out an entire species? Like I like he. Like, this was early before we knew how, like, much of a narc he was. So, like, I was trying to root for him. He's, like, asking the right, you know, like, like that's the question you should ask. Like, do we even have the choice to Wipe extinct out a, species? A, ste- a species, you know? Like, that, like, shouldn't be in our hands, you know? Like, that's, you know, the right line. And then, like, you know, he turns into. He takes he the right into. line as as but. these people are one to do. And he, like, the right line of questioning. And then it's the most twisted possible view. It's like, okay. But how can it make us money? Not how can I protect it? You know, yeah, like it's uh, like, oh, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, that that dude. I just wanted to punch him. The whole, yeah, the guy whole was movie. like, yeah, I, you got a very punchable face now. Like, no, nah, this dude, this dude's out here like that. That meteor has a hundred and forty trillion dollars worth of materials in it. We need it. Don't, yeah, yeah. He's he's the one to let civilization die. For money. Oh, yeah. And uh, what sucks is it's like he's not even like doesn't even seem like he's the guy. He's just a guy. Yeah, he's not even like at the tippy top. You know, he's like he's just somewhere down the chain. And he's like, yeah, we have to do this for he's our company, writer, for our for our whatever, for our know? man and whatever country. they are. What what are they like an imp? It like a well, it's the Wheeland Corporation. It is just so a corporation. It's just a business. Yeah. Among um, like uh what's the like what's the whole civilization like? Is it like are they multiplanetary or are they like just in the in their It seems their like sh- it's to a degree multiplanetary uh because I mean they're trying to colonize this planet and they have True. been for years. So it's wide. So very so we're just looking at one company's interest in the species. Yeah, there's no telling what the larger world is like. Like there could be multiple corporations doing this sort of thing. You never know, but uh no, yeah, the Wheeland Corporation seems to be uh, quite quite the evil assholes. Um, and they'll stop at nothing to make that money, which is kind of kind of the theme that we can kind of grasp from a lot of things. I mean, going back to like Jaws in mm-hmm. 1975, there's a there's an anti anti-capitalist streak there that's like this isn't worth <laughs> this isn't worth the money you think it can be. Like it's like this is that's not that's not what it is. Yeah, like the wake up call of like, hey, your men are literally dying right now and you're doing nothing about it. Like, okay, I'll step in now and yeah. I will do what needs to be done. Like, you know, like basically that's what she did the entire movie is like, okay, you guys are obviously wrong. I'll step in and do the right thing. It's exactly. like every situation. Every situation. Said. And I do I did really like the team they set her up with. You know, we mm. get we get Ellen Ripley off rip with this uh with this asshole of a of this uh corporate stuck up snob and um uh, get her with uh michael bien's character uh corporal hicks i want to say mm-hmm. yeah and yep. then uh then you got all those other the other military men and uh i really really loved it with like jeanette Gold- goldstein as a uh, private vasquez mm. i was like yep that was dope yeah um, fu- can we get another uh another fuck you out to a character real quick 
um, Private Hudson, the guy that's just like, oh man, oh, we're fucked, oh, oh, we can't, oh my god, dude. That dude, dude sucks in literally everything he's in. <laughs> like, I wanted to feel bad for him, I guess, a little bit, but I mean, like, I'd, dude was just I wouldn't be like, having a great time, but like, you signed up for this shit, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, just, that's all I, all I want to say about his character. Is, no, yeah, oh, was, man. Oh, oh, man. Like, yeah, no, he was a doucher. No, but, like, it, it, it is it is fun seeing her around this group, though, because it makes it clear who, like, who we're going to be like, okay, maybe they'll be cool from here on out. And, like, Hicks is very quickly, and I think Vasquez, semi, is kind of, but she's, she goes kind of back and forth throughout the movie mm-hmm. uh, in a way. She's just kind of ready and about that action at any given point. Um, Sergeant Sergeant Apone, he like, he was, he was cool. Like, I don't know, like just yelling at them, you know, the way he like yelled at everyone, got them in line. That's a bunch of badasses. Let's get in there. Yeah. Yeah, He, he, he was really good. Like he, he was, uh, he was real funny. That was outstanding. Um, Yeah. But you know, the first 30 minutes of this movie really is the warm up, and knowing that this is a sequel movie makes it kind of clear why the 30 minutes are the way they are because they wanted this movie to also be able to stand alone. So they kind of don't just assume, you know, everything she has to come back and explain it to everybody as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a great launching off point for this story. Uh, but like for some, for a iconic sci-fi action movie, how absurd is it that the first action sequence isn't until like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie? That's true. I never even thought about that. The story was just so captivating that like, I was like, I don't need any action right now. You know, like I'm just in this world. Like, right. I'm fully in like the and suspense. It, it, it was more just building quickly than most things that we've watched so far. Was I in like, I believed this universe that we were in very quickly. Yeah. It, I mean, it was just I, – I didn't even realize it was like an hour – you said an hour, an hour and a half in? Hour and 15, action? I think. Man, that's kind of wild. I did not think that part of the movie was that long. I, I mean I was just like riding through it. Well, I because guess, like, like they they you know they get to the fucking like base on the other planet. They go through like the whole drop thing, and then it's just kind of them being there for a while. It's not mm. – like mm-hmm. and being scared and it's them building suspense like you yeah. don't see anything it feels intense but there's not action like it's 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 intense but there's no action which is hard to do you know like that's not an easy thing to do uh they really do build the suspense like super well that whole time they like, like the heartbeat sensors you know like that motion trackers where it's like you can't see any of them but there's tons of them all around it's just like no they're jumping out at any time you know like this is it like and this technology always confuses the fuck out of me because i never know just how far it is Mm. it's like well that seems like it's a lot closer than it actually apparently is um (laughs) i'm always like they're right there but they're like they're 30 meters out we've got five minutes like what (laughs) 30 meters is that really like yeah like if I saw that thing, that many things beeping, like, I'm not as calm as they are. Like, I'm running the other Take one way. of those guns like, and turn yeah, it upwards, just, or, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm just opening. Well, I guess, you know, that's kind of the conundrum they're in. Like, they couldn't fire. They like, couldn't. For the first, yeah, like, or else they, if they all just didn't want to die, you know, like, blow up right. the whole thing. Um, but I, I guess, 
did they just get out of that area and then that's how they could like open fire like for the rest of the movie? Yeah, yeah, it is. Or did they, but, uh, were were they just like fuck it, we have to. Like I think they I never really get out of that area. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, <laughs> that's what's also really interesting is that like the scale of this movie, it goes up and down like crazy throughout it. Like it's like we're on this giant setting where everything, like, anything goes here. And then it's like we're in really close compact corridors. We're in, like, a little ventilation shaft, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, like it just kept going back and forth, back and forth in terms of, like, the, the scale of it all. And I really, really fucked with that. But the the true heart of this movie for me is Ripley's relationship with Newt. Newt. Heck yeah. Uh, fucking Newt, man. I loved I loved that kid. She was, uh, she was awesome. Um. The off rip, like she went through a whole lot. No, yeah, immediately I'm like, okay, Dang. y'all need to look after this girl because she's been out here for a while, alone, avoiding aliens. Smart girl. Smart girl. Yeah, very smart girl. And uh, and it it makes perfect sense that Ripley would immediately take her under her wing and protect her. And uh, and there's this this weird uh parallel in the movie where. We've got two matriarchs going to war. Uh, mother, a- mother alien versus Mama Ripley, mm-hmm. uh, protecting Newt, and one of them's protecting her uh, her species. So it's like a it's, a it's an interesting battle that they've got going on the the whole fucking movie. And whenever the mother alien first, you know, shows itself, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a problem. There are a few times where you're like, oh, that's the mom, and then you're like. No, no, no. That was just like another big, just, just another, another big one. But then, and then you saw the actual mom, and you're like, "Oh, that's the mom." You know, yeah. like that. You knew. You you know, knew. That's the mom. <laughs> oh, that's the queen. The queen yeah. alien. The, did they ever have like a name for? The, did they just called them aliens? Like straight up, they didn't even like have a name for their species. Yeah, they I don't just, think they had a name for the species. I think it was just the aliens or like straight uh, up aliens. These alien beings, these creatures. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they ever expressly stated a species sort of uh, name. But uh, the synthoids not... or the artificial. What was what was his preferred way of being called? He. Uh... Like they called them synthoids or androids, and then he was like, no, I "Artificial life. artificial artificial yeah, it was artificial something, yeah, artificial was it artificial life? I think it was life. Mm. Yeah, uh, just because like he was like, nah, like for real, I'm not that much different than you. Mm. Um, I'm just I'm just fake. Um, I'm <laughs> artificial. Uh, but whenever he got ripped in half, that was honestly the freakiest part of the movie. It was like, well, for one. In the moment, I'm like, wait a fucking minute. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he's the robot. Um, because the Westworld-ass stuff starts pouring out of him. Which yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I think there's, a, there's an insinuation there uh, in terms of a connectivity um, between the 1979 Westworld movie, Michael Bien being in that movie, uh, him also hmm. being in this movie, kind of it being a Westworld homage, perhaps. Uh, but That's granted, cool. I also don't know if uh, the Westworld movie has the same makeup as the Westworld bots in the show. So, or seventy three hmm. was the Westworld movie. Shit, sorry about that. Be really cool if they weren't like you know the white fluid in the original, but they were in Aliens, and then the TV show adapted 
it the white stuff from aliens like that would be the cool like, oh that would that be, would be coolest, that would be know? cooler like, yeah like it's like it's like actually we like an homage that. from an homage you know yeah. like <laughs> that's pretty sick yeah that's um, that would be pretty awesome no but uh yeah i was and that's what that's what's wild it's like now i watched this movie a couple of days ago when i thought we were originally gonna uh record this podcast and uh it more than anything, I just recall the way it made me like feel like the intensity of the last hour. I don't think we've had a movie on our run so far that quite stacks up in terms of like stakes. Like I'm genuinely worried about like, I think Newt is going to die several times during this movie. Um, Yeah. Whenever she like, goes down that one like slides down that ventilation shaft where like she I was splits like, well, that's up it. we're done and then like and then she's like in water and like underwater and like the like things right there right behind her like in the water I'm like oh my god like she done she's there done. and then the mom you know like grabbing at her like you know like multiple times like for multiple of, of these characters you're like they could die here like we are very attached to these characters and they could die at any second right now. And that's that's one thing that I think this movie like stands out for me. Uh I really, really like on a level that I I liked Sarah Connor, you know, and I liked Kyle Reese, but like I cared about Ellen Ripley and I wanted Corporal Hicks to make it out with Ellen Ripley and like uh like even like I, I think to like some of the best examples of characters I really, really cared about, like Jaws. I liked, uh, I liked, uh, Hooper a lot and, uh, and, um, Marty, but you know, like, I think this is like the standalone best, best example of someone getting you to care about characters so far, which is, uh, mm. a huge credit to it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not really including star Wars or like, uh, Indiana Jones because these are kind of different. They're in a different realm of their own, but, uh, fair. Like I'm, yeah, but... I'm, I'm rooting hard, and it's, it's, it's the protecting the small child, man. Soon as that becomes that play, I'm really gonna care about whoever's protecting the small child. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You hear that Ripley had a daughter, lost her, and then this, you know, Newt lost her family. So it's like you know, a little found family. Little it's found so family. cute, so wholesome. You know, Ripley's the first one like separated from the group completely, just to talk to her. You know, in her little. Like where she lived and stuff, and it was just, and then like when they're in the uh, like the medical bay, like part of it when they're locked in there, you know, and they're like together with the the thing in there, and like they have like all like just so cute moments together, you know, like right, ah, uh, like really like you really like feel like by the end of this, like that's that's a mom and a daughter right there, like oh yeah, like, like she, she straight up like, calls her mom at yeah, one point, yeah, and like when like, that happened, I was like oh. That made me so happy. Like mm. she was like, "Mom," and I was like, "Oh God, that <laughs> I mean, was adorable." If it's sad that that's how they had to come together, but like right, beautiful yeah. how it turned out. You know? Exactly. Like, like you make the best out of a shitty situation, and I think I think they've done that. Um, I can't recall Hicks doesn't make it out of this movie, right? I don't think so. No. He's one Let's of the see. sacrifices, isn't he? Let's see. Who blows up with Vasquez? Um, they have like you know that they two there were Vasquez and a guy. I can't remember who the guy. I don't think it was Hicks though, that blew up with with her. Um, 
Right. No, I don't think it was either. He would have had a more ceremonious death. Yeah. Um, um, that's what's making me think he might not have died. Is that I can't remember it if he did. Well, then how would he have... Oh, no, no. No, he's alive. Yeah, because he was he was uh, one of the people who were in the, the sleeping pods at the end with the bandages around his head. Right? Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he got, he got banged up real bad, but he didn't die. That was a... Uh... I think that was a part of the idea. Uh, if I, like, I, I hope I'm remembering it correctly. Like I said, I watched this movie a couple days ago, and I've only seen it once. But uh... let me go back to the ending real quick. And but I, I think he was one of the people in the sleeping pods at the end. Um, gotcha. If I had to guess. Um, hmm. I getcha. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading into it a little bit, and at least one draft of the shooting script for Aliens. Hicks is killed. Uh, How did he? However, die? Michael Bien refused to give the filmmakers permission to use his likeness, and even oh. threatened to sue if they did. In the third movie, so he ah. was a uh, so he definitely made it out of Aliens too. Hmm. Um, but I don't think he plays. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm watching Hicks it right. Yeah, he's Aliens. he's the one in the bandages at the end for sure. I'm looking okay. at it right now. That's what I thought. So. Um, one thing that I, I was interested about this movie is that it wasn't some uh, mythical entity. It was just the Marines. Mm. <laughs> like the Marines were the ones who were who were doing this. Not um, like the the Celestial Guard or like, you know, like whatever. It's just like the Space Force or some shit. No, it's just it was just the United States Marine Corps <laughs> was uh, was protecting uh, uh, outer space. Uh, I mean. You have, like, the – whenever they're dropping in, they're like, how many is this for you? You know, he's like, 38 simulations. <laughs> well, how many real? Battle. It, oh, two. two. <laughs> including this one. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like – you were all going to – you know, every every movie kind of has the moment of we're all going to die, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's kind of one of those moments of we're all going to die, you know, whenever – this – this whole squad that you're sending down to this species that wiped out an entire, you know, we don't, we know nothing of how it wiped out this squad before, you know, at least right. we don't, you know, cause we haven't seen the original. Um, but like all we're hearing is that this thing is bad news and we got a dude that's only been in simulations, you know? <laughs> well, the iconic, the iconic alien shooting out of the chest is mm -hmm. from the first movie. Mm. When Sigourney Weaver has the the nightmare where she sees that happen, uh, like that's that's from the first movie. She's she's worried that that's going to happen again, and that's how they do it. They kill they 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 nest their young in the bodies of people. Damn, um, it's like yeah. an emergence per body, it's right? Like a little exactly. yeah, yeah. A little little mini emergence. Yeah. Um, but uh. No, and, and what's crazy about this movie, too, is that it is one of the simplest in terms of story we've watched so far. And uh, because it, it's we're hiding from aliens and we're fighting the aliens. Um, I really want to protect this young girl. I form a relationship with Hicks. And that's like a that's James Cameron thing. Like, very simple, bare-bones story. Terminator, like Avatar, another, 
isn't Sigourney Weaver an avatar? Like she's an avatar, right? Is that her? Yes, yes, she's an avatar. Yeah. Well, she like, is. She's the doctor in Avatar. I'm yeah, kind of sure, like, like a similar-ish role, you know. I guess to this, you know, she kind of plays like the same-ish character. Ish, yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, like always, like very simple storylines, but like don't really want to say simple as like a bad connotation to it, you know, no, like yeah, discrediting it's it. It's like it's not a bad thing. It's definitely yeah. not a bad thing. It's uh, it's certainly it's effective. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what's different is that there are simple stories that are boring and don't get the job done. And then there are simple stories that are extremely effective and well done. And he's one of the guys who has figured out how to make extremely simple stories, extremely well done. And, uh, and it, frankly, he deserves a lot of, uh, a lot of props for that. He's, he's like, cause Terminator and aliens, they're kind of these movies that feel like they should be a lot more complicated. Mm. Yeah. And they're just not. Nope. Yeah. Terminator is just bad, bad guy. You don't want to mess with them. You know, we're running away from bad guy. This move, we're running away from aliens and we're, you know, right. trying to do everything we can to kill it. <laughs> I mean, it's very simple, but man, executed very well. Like, like extremely well. Riveting the entire time. Like, there's not like a dull moment in this movie. It's just like on all the time. And man, yeah, I, like, I didn't even take any notes like during this movie. I was just, I didn't like, either. I, d- I, I didn't in. either. And, uh, and I just, I also don't know what I would have taken down besides like, uh, Besides, like, reactionary stuff, like, wow, oh, damn. Like, it it was like, I didn't have a lot of thoughts as to how it pertains to anything. It's just kind of like, man, I really hope these aliens don't kill these motherfuckers. That's just kind (laughs) of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the power loader scene where she, like, gets in it for the first time. And then you have, like, the sergeant, whoever was, like, next to him just watching her, like, do it, you know, like, start up for the first time and stuff. Um, oh yeah, I I absolutely loved that, but uh, the whole movie just it has this air of uh, I don't I don't know. It's just uh, there's an air of hope that Sigourney Weaver's Ripley brings to the role that you just kind of like you're and because it's also a movie by James Cameron, you have the idea that shit's gonna work out in a way okay, you know, uh, but. It doesn't feel like it, like, at a lot of points. And that's kind of, like, that's kind of what makes the movie awesome because, like, the only thing that really keeps me in it, like, okay, things are going to be okay, is Ripley. And it's not because it's not because James Cameron made the movie and it's a movie. Shit will end up okay. It's because Ripley makes me feel like things are going to be okay. Yeah. Which is, uh, like, that's a huge plus in the, uh, in the side for a, for a character, like, just so reassuring and motherly, like, like the matriarchal factor of her, where she's just this motherly nature was just fantastic. Yeah. One thought I had during the movie was take Newt out of this movie and you kind of like, don't care as much because they're all adults, you know? And it's like, if they all die, like, sure. Like they're still dying. That's terrible. But like, now you have a, a child, you know, a innocent child that just, has no quarrel with any of this and you're like oh damn like i'm in like i'm in now like i care protect this child please at all costs (laughs) she's been doing this on her own she's clearly very like an incredible child like uh 
but uh and any child frankly doesn't they don't have to be a uh, any uh, incredible in any way or survive for years on their own for the record you know just protect a child but uh <laughs> one thing that i i thought was interesting about this movie is that ripley doesn't seem to give a flying singular fuck that it's been 57 years and everyone she knows and loves is dead um <laughs> yeah i mean maybe it's just like it's just the reality they're it's in. It's normal to them. Like, it's just, it's like a very, like, it. there's no way that could ever happen to any of us. Like, we can go in a coma, sure, five years, whatever, or we're dead. But, like, we can't cryosleep for 50-plus years, you know? That's just not a possibility to us. But in their world, like, maybe that's just like, damn, it actually happened to me. Like, you know? Like, yeah, damn, I thought that might be coming at some point, and it did. <laughs> damn. Um. Yeah, I guess there's no telling. And maybe Alien kind of clears that up for us a little bit more. I guess uh, she knew she was going to sleep, right? She, yeah, because she had to, she had to go to sleep herself. But I don't think she had anything scheduled. I think she was just like, "I'm gonna go to sleep." Because so, like at so right before she goes to sleep, it's probably like, I could, you know, could very well not see my family. Like that's the thoughts you're having as you go to this sleep. Is, probably this is what's like, interesting because we are talking about a sequel movie without having seen the first movie. And it's hilarious <laughs> with that context. Um, because my impression of alien, uh, which is directed by Ridley Scott, who did blade runner 1982, um, which we covered here. Um, my impression of alien is that it's even simpler than this is because it takes place on one ship and it's just one alien coming after a crew and that's it um <laughs> and at the end of it uh ripley ejects it out the airlock like like she does this alien the mother alien straight up um, yeah like whenever i saw that airlock like at, at this fight like she was like yeah i whenever she had that like very emote like uh you're, are you seriously not believing me? Like, I was the one who blew it out the airlock myself, you know? Like, exactly. and then I saw, like, the mom, you know, them fighting, seeing that, you know? It's like, ah, oh, yeah. Oh, and the fact that no, she what's took coming here. that thing to fight, uh, to fight the mother alien, I was like, fuck yeah. Because, like, when she showed them she knew how to use it earlier in the movie, I was like, that feels random and without purpose. But, uh, we'll see. And then it comes back around tenfold, you know, <laughs> with, uh, with her using it to fight the mother alien. How about the fact that this alien, or like one of them knows how to use an elevator. Um, one of them is cool just chilling on the bottom of, sh of a ship, figuring out where the fuck they're going. I thought like, like it's clear they have like a degree of an intelligence and they're not just uh, mindless killers. But like, I also don't know if that's actually the case. Like, um, they, they do bring it up in the movie. Like some power system goes down and they're like, how do they do that? They're just animals, you know, or something like there's a line where like, like they, they kind of mentioned that like uh, it could just be, you know, that they're putting more like they're thinking of them higher because they're just so scared. They're like, oh, my God, no, they're actually conscious like they they're smart now. Like, oh, we're screwed. You know, like I think it's just they're simply a destructive species and they just took out, you know, climbing to them all the power systems. And they're like thinking that that was them specifically doing that on purpose you know so like right. i i really don't i i don't think they have like a 
a super high intelligence. I think it's just they do a lot of smart things on accident by what they're doing. Yeah, like- and you know, there's there's probably something to that because like when the power went off, I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Cause they they haven't really shown any inclination towards that level of intelligence in the movie. It was just kind of like, "Oh, they're just turning off the fucking lights now," mm-hmm. um, which I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and that's that, that is one of the those are some of the things that make the movie corny. You know, like the uh, an alien using the fucking elevator and uh, them going full Quiet Place Part Two with the with the fucking thing just being able to chill on a fucking boat. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's some maybe they are hella smart. Maybe you know, maybe there's a, even a deeper backstory to where it's like a scroll situation where like they're the not the bad franchise. guys, you know. Yeah, like, like there are alien there's a lot of alien shit. Yeah, maybe there, maybe so they're like, not maybe they're very misunderstood and they're what's just funny you is know, if there's like, like somebody it, listening who's like an alien franchise fan, they're just pissed at us right now they're like you fucking idiots um like yeah or maybe they're way worse like maybe they've taken like over 80 percent of the universe you know like they're just everywhere and we just are like you know maybe they're good maybe they're just misunderstood and everyone's like no they fucking suck like these guys just murder like they just take over And I think uh, I think one place where we've seen a clear influence from this movie is actually a quiet place, um, and maybe more specifically Alien because it has the uh, the more horror tones. But uh, mm-hmm. just the mindless killing uh, alien who is just here for destruction doesn't really seem to be here for any other reason is just killing, and you're just trying to survive, and that is all this is. Um, like I, know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's what like makes it so enjoyable is that you don't have to think about really what's happening. It's just like I'm just experiencing the movie, you know. Like exactly. there's, it's just surface level like experience. Like it's no, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's just so enjoyable. Like it's no, and and these are those these are the type of movies that are more fun to watch just because it is like the story the story being so simple but it's still being so entertaining and captivating and still getting me to care about all the characters is what makes it so fucking good mm-hmm. because like i mean i think to like uh, eternals for example a very complicated movie with not a straightforward storyline in the slightest and a movie that made me care about all the characters to a degree but could have done a lot better mm-hmm. but you know why they couldn't do a lot better is because the story was mad fucking complicated and this is that's where aliens excels because they're like we don't have much to do here. You're trying to stay away from a fucking alien, okay? Uh, several of them survive. That's the goal. Like survive, like that. That yeah. Eternals. You have all these different powers. Emer- you know the emergence is happening. You have multiple antagonists, different parties. This one is just survive. If you can live good on you you're probably not going to though right like they, right and it's just you're in for the ride you know in for the ride of the movie and like you're just right there with them you know like every death you're just like oh damn like i knew you were probably gonna die but it's like damn like still like yeah like bah. i didn't even really like, want like when vasquez and whoever was with her i'm sorry to whoever you are guy um but like 
even she says like right before they blow up like you were always an asshole or something like that you know like that's the last thing like that's her last line you know which which was just great um yeah, yeah i absolutely love that because <laughs> uh, he was who like who whoever was it was an asshole Am I, I think it was him let's see was it it wasn't hudson i don't think was it hudson no it wasn't the loud guy that, oh man i don't think it was him was, was it, it gorman That's that sounds right, and it looks right. I'm looking at looking at him. Uh, uh, either Gorman or Private Drake. I don't know. I only see their old selves on IMDb, not the uh, gotcha. like the character selves in the movie. But yeah, either Gorman or Drake. Uh, to the one of you that died with Vasquez or uh, Vasquez. Um, and just again, I'm blown away at how much I feel like Michael Bien looks like Sebastian Stan. Mm, that's yes very true like <laughs> wonder let's see michael bien could have been a, a luke skywalker like he's like a an act like on par with the same age as mark hamill yeah. maybe he was uh maybe he was considered like, sort of type b because <laughs> he would have been 22 or 20 at the time of uh a new hopes filming probably didn't have the the Mark Hamill hair, though, at the time, you know, that yeah, probably they were looking for. I don't know. Maybe that was it. You know, like, I mean, oh, they probably – no, they look a little different whenever they were younger, though. Mark Hamill and, and BN. Oh, like, for, sure, like, for sure. Well, that's but, the thing, too, is that I'm less and less keen on the Sebastian Stan looks like Luke Skywalker thing every day. Um, cause it's really the just game, the hair. Like, it's just the hair, and it's that one photo that looks like Luke Skywalker. The one, the one where they're like next to each other, right side by side. Like that's the only one where they really look like each other. Um, I'd say this is the much better comparison for for Sebastian Stan. He like there are several shots in this movie where I'm like, I could have swore <laughs> that was Sebastian Stan. Maybe um, that it maybe. Maybe he really is Bucky, you know. Maybe he really is a hundred years old. The Winter Soldier just doesn't age. Maybe he is. Maybe he's he is. Just in all these movies. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But I really don't have much else to say about this. I mean, like we talked, we spoke on the simplicity of it, and that's that's really like as far as it goes for me. I mean, uh, there was there was certainly an important uh, like sort of anti-colonial perspective that this movie provides, and being like. Mind your fucking business. Don't invade land that isn't yours, and we'll be fine. Um, and that's kind of like the idea. It's like, well, you shouldn't have colonized this planet. Yep. That's on you. Yeah, that's that's rough. Like, And then wanting, like, seeing how destructive your decision was, and then still being like, oh, nah, we'll still take, you know, like, we'll, we'll still benefit from this, you know, like. To still push forward after that, like, damn. It just couldn't be more pathetic. It's just like, god damn, what are we What a doing? narc, man. Yeah. I, uh, that's what I'll finish. Fuck Burke. Fuck Burke. Fuck Burke. But yeah, man, shit. You ready for the ratings? Oh, yeah. This time. I think enjoyment. Pretty, uh... I'm pretty high on this. It's up there. Oh, yeah. Very wholesome. Hit, hitting the right places, you know? It is. Ticked all it the is. boxes. In um, terms of enjoyment, I think I'm a, I'm gonna throw it like at four point nine, like four point eight five, like real high. Not quite a five, I don't think, but really high. Okay. 
for comparison, Terminator was a 4.8. You know, just an, another very simple movie that was mm-hmm. very ex- executed very well. I'd say, I don't know. I like this a, a little bit I don't more. know if I, I see like, but I don't want to get recency bias with That's it. That's like, kind of true. I don't okay. know if I'm just coming off Aliens, so I think it's better than Terminator. It kind of um, is the same. It, like, like I feel like I'm I feel the exact same I feel like as I did coming off a of Terminator. So 4.8 is probably a really good spot for it. Okay. Now as the genre sci-fi action, I mean it's about as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. Uh shit. I think that's yeah. a 5 out of 5. Yeah, I can't really give it any any less than that. Um, and I wonder I wonder if uh is this like regard like the sequel better than the original? You know, like it's, it's regarded as like a better story, but the first one's regarded as being better made. Hmm. Um, in terms of like the way it was shot and stuff, um, hmm. I, 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 I've I've heard that this one is the more enjoyable viewing. Hmm. Yeah, as a and then as a film, like I don't know, like what do we give Terminator? A four. I'm higher on this than that. Yeah. Yeah, like this is sure. this was visually way like way cooler, like and the like very impressive for um for eighty six. Like the power loader like looked legit. Like I don't know how I don't know how they did that. Like uh and then the, like the mother a like all the aliens, like were that like were they like l- just costumes or were they like computer gener like I could not tell you. Those I couldn't were tell. Incredible. Like th- like this was kind of insane for how like it even stands up today. Like I like I I'm like pretty into like visual effects and like knowing all this technical stuff about it and like I legitimately couldn't tell like for a lot of this. And maybe it was just me being so into the story and like not really caring about that, you know? Right. Um so I guess that could have been it, but like as as this was made, like this was made really well. This like, was made really, really well. I'd say the only thing really lacking is story. You know, like it is really simple, and like the simplicity is the key in getting us to emo- to care about the characters emotionally. But it's, uh, I don't know, man. I'm pretty high on this movie, which is like, like I'm just like surprised where I'm ending up here. Like this is gonna be a high movie. I'd say like it's not a five out of five. No, um, no, I, I, so... I, I, I'd go like cap four point five. Okay, okay, that's what I was like, about to say. So that's good. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm I'm comfortable really anywhere between a four and a four and a half. But four, at, you know, we gave a Terminator a four, so it's definitely higher than a four. I agree. Um, so, I mean, maybe we throw it smack dab in the middle there at a four point two five, four point three. Let's see how that does. A 4.25 gives it an average of 4.68, which is 0.01 above the Breakfast Club, um, which is funny. That feels um, right to me, though. And then let's see if a 4.3 I, – I don't think it's going to change it a whole lot, but if we if we were to bump her up to a 4.3, that's a 4.7 out of 5. And then all the way up to our extreme, 4.5 gives it a 4.77 out of 5, which ties it with The Shining. Um, it's not there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a 4.77. So I, I think, uh, I think 4.25. 4. 
four point two five four three. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's basically the same thing. That's a little better. Because this was compared to the Breakfast Club. This wasn't just like it was. It barely better, which I guess it still is. So yeah, this this makes sense. A four point seven out of five. Like, I'm comfortable with that for sure. For sure. Like, let's see. Let's see where that places it. So yeah, like Terminator was a four point six. This is a four point seven. Right. What's yeah. uh? So what's one above? Let's aliens see. at this point. Um, four point seven seven. Is there anyone lower than that? Looks like it's The Shining is one above. Um, Alien, and then one the the one right below it is The Breakfast Club. Oh no, I was about to say Mash. Um. I, I saw the six seven, and that's like what you know. I, I did. Then I looked at the two, um, yeah. two point six seven. So yeah, not mash, but right above the Breakfast Club, but below the Shining. Okay, that sounds I'm good with that, that sounds about right. Like I mean, I love the Shining. I don't know how and, it keeps uh, shaking out like that, but every time I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about <laughs> this movie. Like a damn. little bit, I like it a little less than I like the Shining, and I think it was a little better than the Breakfast Club. So like that. That makes perfect sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, like Raiders four point nine three, like wasn't Raiders. Um but like not. Apocalypse Now a four point five. It was better than Apocalypse Now. Like, yeah, this I certainly oh I certainly enjoyed it more than Apocalypse Now. And that's and see there are certain movies where I'm like, I do think Apocalypse Now is probably every bit as good of a movie as aliens was but if i remember correctly apocalypse now enjoyment rating wasn't quite as high as aliens was a four yeah yeah there you go this month um is shaking out to be pretty good i don't think it will stand up to uh to march march is pretty high um what's what's today april 22nd yeah so we we got we got one more um, space balls, space balls. So, so that that's gonna take be... a hit. It's gonna take a little <laughs> hit because it's not. What the fuck was that? Did you hear that? Who was that? Is that in my? Is that in my? In real life? Am I? Was that in my head? Did you hear that? I did hear that. It, anyways, um, it's just strong month so far, though. You know. Like, uh, no, yeah, it, it certainly has been. What's, what's, what's our month average so far? I mean, I guess right now the way it's like, it's a 3.48, but that's, that's if the next one is a zero out of zero. So like it's oh, counting gotcha. that as a zero. Um, I guess I could just, let me see the, uh, average here. I can do it real quick. Um, Edge of these numbers, bam, is a 4.35, um, which is March was a 4.46. Um, April, or sorry, February was a 4.45. So, like, February and March are, like, exactly the same, pretty much. Uh, yeah. January was a 4.22. I think it'll be higher than January uh, because, I mean, MASH had a 2.67. That's just like... Well, hey, I'm going to tell you right boom. now. Next week, Spaceballs is the first straight up comedy we mm. have we will have covered since mash um so hmm. ooh interesting yeah this i'm i'm very curious on where this is going to hit because like of what i've heard of space balls like it's going to be a very enjoyable movie i don't doubt that and for the it's for the genre <laughs> like oh, really 
No, I mean like it's like it's like an objectively like it's 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 bad on purpose. Like it's it's a parody film. Yeah. Like like that's like it's like part of the point is to be bad. Yeah. Like it'll be an interesting um, like how it ranks. You know, like how it. Yeah, I, yeah. Because like I mean, it's <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, with that, I think that concludes the uh, this episode of the of the Penny Bloom podcast. It was 1986. We covered Aliens. Um, next week we cover 1987's Spaceballs. Is the plan right now? Um, and I think we'll be joined by Tavares Pennington for that one. And I think we will be joined by Tavares for a couple weeks going forward in terms of 88, 9, 90, 1, and 2, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He's shown some interest in those movies, so I'm I'm excited to get Tavares back in here with us. And uh, yeah, man, I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you, man. And if you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom, where you'll find well over 21 hours of exclusive content at this point. Um. I also post up some digital paintings and uh, some stuff I do over there, art-wise, art exclusive there, nowhere else. Uh, all that money I make there goes back into making sure the podcast can happen, costs money, and I don't make any money on it besides the Patreon. So uh, that's a huge help, and we've got tons of content over there. Uh, if you would, follow on Twitter, at PennyBloomPod, where if uh, if we were to change a movie week to week, I said that next Friday's will be 1987 Spaceballs. And I think that'll stick, but if it wasn't going to, you'd find out on Twitter. Uh, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And remember peace, love, and bloom. You are always an asshole. <laughs>